0: The Get Real Indie Filmcast with Jeffrey Michael Bays and Forrest Day Jr. If you ever have the need to contact us, uh, if you want to say something to us, uh, you can tweet us at Borges Film or you can email us privately at info at And we're also on iTunes. Uh, be sure to subscribe there and uh, leave us a star rating. Uh, you can also find us on Podbean. I want to talk about this uh before we go any further by the way Fran Jago was our guest today we're going to be talking about smartphone filmmaking because you actually if you have a smartphone with a video camera uh, you can you've got what you need uh, we think to make a film and Fran's gonna come and tell us all about how you can get started with that and how to make uh, award-winning films with your phone that's 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 something to uh, stick around for but I want to I want to get this uh, story um, that it's it's HBO and IFP is offering money for newbie documentaries now. It's got to be nonfiction. Um, nonfiction, so it's documentary, and they say it's short form, feature length, and serialized content like web series. I'm assuming, but you know why this, this struck me as odd because. There isn't really any explanation of why they're doing this. I don't know. It's it's just, you know, maybe there's some money kicking around
1: and they said, you know what, let's, you know, whoever's in charge <laughs> so, of it. No, I'm just saying so maybe whoever has extra money. Well, I, I so, would think so.
0: <laughs> so they uh, say, you know what, guys, <laughs>
1: we've yeah. got all
0: this extra money. Let's uh, let's bring in some people to do some documentaries.
1: Well, I don't think I it's... I don't know. I think, they, I think they got something in mind, a TV show, perhaps... And it perhaps is a show that they're going to put together. This is uh, totally hypothetical on my part, but it sounds like uh, a new story. It's called a New True Stories Funding Initiative. People, they're
0: they're offering ten thousand to thirty thousand dollars, depending on the scale and scope of your project. So uh, we're talking about a lot of money here. Um, But this kind of strikes me as. Kind of a reality TV kind of a thing, you know. You know what I mean by that is is uh, maybe they see this as uh, a cheaper way to produce good content. I don't know. They need content, they? <laughs> so uh, why not? Throw you know, some I mean? money with reality TV. They don't have to pay the actors as much, and reality TV is cheaper to produce. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe they're uh, trying to save a buck. I don't know. Well, you don't need to write a script.
1: Um, obviously, if somebody's doing this on their own, they don't need to worry about a script this is uh, also open worldwide like if you you know from yeah. any country so uh, this could be interesting because everybody's got a story and one culture to another that you know you don't know the stories from this culture to that culture so that's always interesting to learn about other people's ways of life so i uh, it's going to be interesting and they're trying to nurture New filmmakers, I, it, they're trying to help out the new voices out there, as they call them, the new voices. You know, every so new it seems f- like a good thing.
0: Oh, it's definitely it seems like, like a good thing. But all you have to do, and there is no deadline on this, apparently. All you have to do is uh, you go to their uh, their they have a website set up for this where you just fill out a form, and we'll have a link on our uh, description. And um, you just fill out your information and about what your documentary is about, and uh, they'll look at it and get back to you if they're interested. Yeah, It's very simple. This is a multimedia thing, too. It can include print or uh, audio projects or video projects. Well, see, that was – I'm not sure about that because I I found that to be confusing because it kind of sounded like that they're looking for journalists that are involved in print, audio, and video that are seeking to make documentaries then off of the work that they're doing in print, audio, and video. So I think the documentaries they'll be making – Okay. Our films, but you know, that's, it, it's for, it's, it's, that's, that's one thing about this is that it is quite vague. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to dig in on this, but uh, we wanted to let you know about this. It uh, sounds like a, you know, maybe a great opportunity. Yeah, I think so. I'll call my guy at HBO.
1: Oh, Oh, I, wait a minute. I don't have a guy at HBO. Scratch
0: that. <laughs> uh, you can tweet us at Borges film or email us at info at com. on the way today. We have Fran Jago. And I, do you have a, you have a smartphone, right? Uh, who me? Yeah. Smarter than me. <laughs> and it does video. So uh, theoretically you could uh, make an award-winning film. There have been a lot of films
1: shot with smartphones and Fran will tell us all about this, but there are lenses you can get and, Uh, There's stabilizers just made for smartphones and all kinds of cool things made for smartphones. So there's no excuse anymore for not being able to make a film. You may not be able to make that, uh, you know, multi-million dollar
0: film, but uh, with a smartphone, you can make something. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with smartphone filmmaking with Fran Jago. If you're a filmmaker with a sense of humor, let me introduce you to the Spoof Dance Film Festival. This is the festival for those who like to make parodies. Spoof Dance specializes in TV commercial parodies, and you can also submit TV show parodies. Submission is open now. Visit borgas.com slash to find out more. Joining us is Fran Jago. Uh, she's a smartphone and social video expert. She is an award-winning filmmaker, photographer, journalist in New Zealand, and founder of Get Ahead Media. Fran, thanks for joining us.
2: No, thank you so much for having me, Jeff. And Forrest, who's there in the back Yeah, I'm here.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. I'm here. <laughs> just just
1: now, waiting to you, fill my head with knowledge.
0: Yes. Now, you recently said that... Uh, The triangle play button is the most effective call to action.
2: Yeah. So essentially video has become the most effective way to get people to do something that it is you want them to do, whether that's, you know, to buy a product, to click on a link, to visit a website, you know, anything you want them to get them to do is actually the video has become the most effective way to do that. So that's that's what that's talking about. That call to action, getting someone to do something.
0: So more likely to click. A video than another kind of a link.
2: Not just that, but also they're more likely to click elsewhere after the video. So if, wow. if in the video um, as well, they watch the video and you say, you know, I've got some awesome content for you waiting for you on this web page. You know, click the link, off they go. um So it kind of works both ways. That video is something that people like to click and watch, and it's also a way that you can get people to somewhere else using video.
1: Do you think that's because it kind of creates a uh, um uh, a relationship kind of quickly?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm working on a, a Facebook video ads course. And part of why video in Facebook ads is so effective is when you're reaching a cold audience. So that's an audience who doesn't know you from a bar of soap. Um, it's the best way to start building that relationship because essentially you're turning them from, you know, a stranger into a kind of an acquaintance within the space of 15, 30 seconds. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really beneficial at building that connection. And that's what, most of the world is about nowadays. We're all looking for connections, whether it's we're looking for a connection in associated to a product that we want to buy or someone we want to work with or just a connection, a personal connection. It's all about connection.
0: So you have a course that's available online?
2: I do, actually, yeah. So the course that's available online, because obviously not everyone is in New Zealand um, and has the benefit of me in person, but the course that's available online is um, all about... Using just your smartphone for creating these videos that can help grow your business, and it's throughout your business from you know organic kind of posts on social media through to you know creating uh, thank you videos for landing pages or announcement videos for a certain web page, whatever it is, but it's all done on a phone. So that's filming and editing.
1: What phones are best for doing this? Uh, an iPhone or an Android? Or, or... oh, it
2: doesn't matter. It's the, it's just the fastest way, you know, like. If you have to film a video, and I actually did a test on this as a video on YouTube, a DSLR versus an iPhone. And although the filming process, as long as you understand how to use the DSLR manually, although the filming process isn't too uh, different in terms of the time, I think it was like five minutes longer on the DSLR. The editing side of things, it took me 15 minutes quicker to film, edit on my phone than it did to export the files from the camera into the computer and then edit on the computer. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely the fastest way to sort of pump out video content.
1: And a lot of phones have that editing software built right in.
2: Especially um, iPhones, yes. And even even if you don't have an uh, iPhone, Androids have great options available, both free and paid apps. So, yeah.
1: What do you need to shoot a video? I mean, you got your phone, but uh, tripods. What's out there for um, equipment? And, and I hear there's lenses and everything.
2: So I always teach people to film with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um And that doesn't, because most people don't necessarily have money to go and spend on gear, although I do recommend gear that's sort of like you can set up your own kind of studio for under 150 US dollars. But what I teach people to do at the outset is uh, use gear that they have, so their phone, and then using their headset as their microphone, like a lapel, and then using, you know, a Starbucks cup, you know, cut a slit, a hole in the bottom of the the, uh, Starbucks cup, turn it over, it can act like a tripod, you know, so there's, Things you, I know it's awesome, isn't it? There's things you can use to get started. And why I love teaching people that at the outset is it actually makes them better filmmakers because they realize how to manipulate things, how to get the shot they want without just relying on fancy gear. Um, but absolutely, there's stacks of gear out there. And I mean, some of my favorites are the Gorillapod, just such a versatile versatile piece of equipment uh, in terms of, you know, you can mount it on a, on a table, you know, normal, normal kind of tripod or you can use it as a selfie stick. You can sort of use it like a steady cam. There's all kinds of setups for it that you can use to, you know, enhance your filmmaking. And then I probably my favorite uh, microphone would be a budget one, which is called the Movo LV-1. Happy to provide links for these later, mm-hmm. um, which is only like $19 US. And most people won't be able to tell too much of a difference between that and what I use uh more often before I found this one was the Rode um, Rode Smart Plus. and that's more like hundred dollars. Um, so yeah, there's there's heaps of options out there, but there's there's some good ones that can you know be within a budget like those those ones.
0: On the Gorillapod, how do you attach it to the phone?
2: So there's a bunch of options. The easiest being just finding some kind of mount. Now a mount can be if you already have a selfie stick and the mount basically comes off that selfie stick. It chances are it fits on any kind of tripod they're all kind of the same universal kind of screw holes Mm, okay um so you can start there but otherwise you can get a mount archon put out mounts um i personally use joby grip tight or the joby groby one sorry joby one Woof. why is that a mouthful (laughs) joby one mount (laughs) they're kind of two simple mounts are about 20 bucks each and then you have options of obviously stepping it up even more to something like a rig so a beast grip or there's the shoulder pod and that kind of stuff. Shoulder pod's done by Manfrotto. Beast Grip is its own own brand, um, and they're actually rigs that can be mounted on tripods, but also allow you to mount, like you just said before, when we were first starting this segment about lenses and lights and all kinds of things.
0: So what else is included in that that uh, package you talked about of $150 US? What else? Yes. What else is included in that?
2: So what it is is you get, you know, you, your microphone, which is the Movo LV1. Um, a tripod which is, you can start with uh, a standard tripod which is, it's called Ravelli A-P-T something, I can't remember the code for it, um, and it's 20 bucks again. And it's a really you know stable tripod, especially for a phone which isn't very heavy. Uh, your mount, which is again 20 bucks. And then um, all you need to do, if you're not gonna use natural light, so I teach people to use the sun as a source of light, but if you wanna kinda set up your studio, there's some really great lights by a company called Newer, which is in there. And there's a uh, light and um, a stand for it is uh, 20 bucks, And then 20 bucks each. And so that's pretty much your setup. You've got your, your lighting because you only need one light to start with. You've got your lighting. You've got your tripod. You've got your microphone. Um, but then there's other options in there as well, which are like a reflector. So you can reflect light because I teach, obviously, advanced lighting techniques instead of just using the one light source. And uh, just trying to think here. Some additional things like um, uh, the gimbals outside the $150, uh, it's $139 on its own, uh, but people love sort of that walk and talk style. So that's also in there as well as an as an additional extra that people could use. Um, oh, and then lens. There's a lens by Aukey, A-U-K-E-Y, which is a wide angle lens to give people a bit of a wider view on, on certain situations if they're in a small space or that kind of thing. So
0: it's a lens that, so that attaches, attaches to, sort of, to your phone?
2: It does. It actually just clips onto your phone.
0: Okay. Nice.
2: Yeah, so that's the whole setup. So you've got your light, you've got your microphone, you've got an additional lens if you want, your tripod. Um, and then if you want to get fancy, you know, there's gimbals in there and some other sort of fun stuff.
1: Can you talk about some of the movies? Uh, there's been a lot of movies made with on iPhones. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, and you, when you talked about the gimbal, it made me think about uh, this one, Tangerine. I saw some behind the scenes of it. And they oh, actually yeah. used a gimbal and the cameraman rode a bicycle Next to the actors holding the gimbal, it looked a little <laughs> precarious, but it worked.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's been heaps of sh- uh, movies shot. Obviously, Tangerine was the first shot on a five. I do believe yeah, it was an iPhone. It, it five. was a five. And yeah. it used the uh, Moon Dog anamorphic lens, so that gets that nice lens flare when you have lighting in your in your video, like the sun and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's been heaps more used of uh, heaps more videos made, like uh, Stephen. Soderbergh made, uh, what was it called, Unsane
1: is his yep. latest yep. one, if you've mm. heard of
2: it. It's like kind of a, in a mental institution. Yep. And then there was one made before that. I It was really, really cool. It's a short film you can actually see online. And it's by another Hollywood director. Ooh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's, the, the, it's sort of set in like the 1920s kind of gangster style, really grungy looking film. Have huh. either of you seen no, it? No, I
1: haven't seen mm. that one. Uh, uh, no. Nope.
2: Oh, I, can't, I wish I could remember the name of it. It's really cool. I have to find it. We maybe conclude a link with the podcast um, if you put it on the website. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a really grungy looking f- film, and but it's so beautifully shot. It's got some slow-mo in there as well. Um, and these films, these phones can produce this amazing quality video. Now, on, the, on that note, these people are also using things like different lenses um, and uh, – you know, fancy gear, like really good gimbals and that kind of thing. So it's, well, the other thing that I should mention is lighting. Lighting is so key. So all these people who are making feature films on phones have mastered or have in their toolkit of crew a, a, a person who knows all about lighting because these phones generally need a lot of light in order to get a really great quality picture. Hmm. Otherwise you might end up with something really pixelated. So it's good to bear in mind that, you know, It's not just, I pick up my phone, I can shoot an amazing film that's going to win me awards. Uh, There there are some elements of obviously understanding lighting, understanding sound that these people have, which is why they can produce these amazing quality videos.
0: Now, what about storage? Because when you're shooting 4K, that eats up a lot of data.
2: Oh my God, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so I always recommend people, if they ask me, oh, what phone should I buy? I always tell them to buy the phone, whatever, Android or iPhone, with the biggest capacity for one so that you have that storage space to begin with. Um, but otherwise, it's just a matter of maintaining it. So for myself, I'm constantly, it's not an issue, but I'm constantly backing up stuff off my phone. I like to have, I have a 256 gig iPhone X, iPhone 10, whether mm-hmm, you're yep. X sounds way cooler. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, exactly.
1: You got the X, wow. Um,
2: <laughs> so I like to have a hundred gig space at any given time on that phone, just so if I do forget to back it up, or whatever, Um, I have heaps of space to play with if I, for some reason, shot a ton of video one day because I was inspired. And so I'm constantly backing stuff up off my phone. Now, people use cloud-based services and that's good. I actually just literally airdrop because I have all Mac gear because I'm a bit of in the Mac cult, I'm stuck now, I'm in it. But I just airdrop my photos off my phone or my videos off my phone onto my computer and save them on a hard drive so that I can once I've finished a project, because I film, Then I edit on my phone. Then I'll export that project to my computer, get it off my phone, because I'm done with it, so I can constantly save space. So storage is never an issue if you stay on top of it, but you definitely want to make sure you have enough storage before you go out filming, at least 10 gig before you go out filming, like a quick kind of, that's like a two-minute video or something that you're going to create, so you'll probably end up filming, you know, 10 minutes of footage or half an hour of footage. You want to have about 10 gig available to you to start with.
0: Is the audio separate? A separate file? Uh, Or is it combined?
2: Oh, Oh, I say when you're filming?
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you've got a Rode SmartLav uh, yep. attached to your phone and you're filming video as well, uh, does the audio save into a separate file or is it uh, the same file?
2: No, it's it's attached to the video file. Okay. Um, regardless of what apps you use, like if you use your obviously your native camera app that came with your phone or if you're using something like Filmic Pro, which is what I use, um, it comes attached to the, the video file. Of course, you can then... Record and I have done in the past on some occasions when I've absolutely had to is record. I have two phones now because it's my old iPhone 6s is now my old phone. So sometimes I will record the audio using a you know lapel or whatever it is plugged into my iPhone 6s that's in my pocket and then record obviously the video with the audio, but it's going to be crappy audio because it's just the microphone built into the phone um, on one file and then I sync the two together. So that is something you can do, but generally I. 80% Eighty percent of the time, I just record the the video and the and the audio together. As long as you know what you're doing, you can make sure that your audio levels are good.
1: Well, what about some of these apps out there? Uh, I'll say Filmic Pro, for instance. Are, are they?
2: Mm.
1: Are there some that are better than others? And I say Filmic Pro because I think that's what they shot Tangerine on again. Yeah, they did. Uh, um, are there yeah. other apps, or just what the phone has works?
2: Oh, well, I teach people to use what the phone has, okay. obviously, at the outset, because um, it's easier. It's, I mean, Filmic Pro is a professional app, and there's a lot you can do with it. But for someone who's like, I, I often teach people who have taken a few photos of their kids with their phone, and that's about it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So they don't really know how to, how to make a film. So they're learning everything from scratch, you know, how to get good quality audio, how to know if your lighting's right, you know. So I keep it real simple. And, and using just the app that came with your phone, which is usually called camera, yeah. um, <laughs> is absolutely fine. But as you get more experienced, yeah, using something like Filmic Pro, there's another one called, I think, Mavic. I'm not sure how you say Mm. it. Filmic Pro is available on both iPhone and Android. I'm not sure about the Mavic one. Uh, But there's also Open Camera on Android, which is a free one. And these take it to the next level so that you can sort of um, be in complete control of your ISO and your shutter speed and the white balance, whereas you can't do that in the native camera app because they're not all separate um, sections that you can tweak within the native camera app, but you can do that in those advanced um, filmmaking apps. And if you're going to be going forward, making lots of, you know, videos that just aren't you talking to camera with a few bits of B-roll, you know, you, you're trying to make something a bit more, you know, cinematic, mm-hmm. then you're going to want to be able to control all those those elements so that you actually get the lighting just right or the shutter speed just right. So the image looks perfect.
1: Right. And you can use a, a separate phone with Filmic Pro uh, to control them. Like say you got the phone on, you know, you're shooting it mm-hmm. as a camera, take another phone and you can control all the white balance, the, the frame rate, the shutter speed, you know, all of that, which is, yeah, you uh, can do
2: that within the app, obviously on the phone that you're using to film, but then yeah, absolutely. You can use another phone as a remote so that you're not actually touching the phone that's doing the filming. Absolutely.
0: So, um, uh, f- and- filmmakers out there that are listening to this and thinking, you know, do I really need to spend 3000 $5,000 on a camera? Uh, why, why not just use my phone and uh, save some money if you're doing, you know, like a small production? It, it sounds like you've got everything yeah. you need.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, if you do want to get a bit fancier, like, I mean, that's all these options are available to you. A friend of mine, Jason, can't say his last name, from the Film Breaker community. Um, he's a really good guy, by the way. You guys might want to chat with him as well. He um, let me know of a, a telephoto lens by a company called Bauer that is four times, so it's a four times telephoto lens, and it means you can get a bit more of that shallow depth of field effect Mm. on a phone, as long as you have a dual lens phone. So you need a dual lens phone, but otherwise you can cheat the system because most of the reason why people are like, I don't want to film on a phone is because of that shallow depth of field. They can't get the same effect. But with this Bauer lens, um, it actually gives you that capability a little bit, not obviously as well as a DSLR, Mm -hmm. but I was really impressed. I've actually done a video of it. And I'm going to be um, releasing that soon on my Instagram channel. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out if you want. But, yeah, it's a really cool little hack to getting that that depth of field, which is what so many filmmakers want.
0: Oh, What what about viewfinders? Can you add a, a separate viewfinder? I'm just thinking about all the things you um, could add.
2: <laughs> you can, obviously, with the Filmic Pro app, because obviously you can use another phone mm-hmm. as kind of your, your remote and you can look at it that way. But um, otherwise not that i'm aware of there might be one that i'm just not aware of but um otherwise you could you know put a little shade on top of your screen because obviously the screen gets glary so i have mm-hmm. seen people make kind of this makeshift kind of shade over this their iphone screen or their android screen so they can actually see it obviously if they're out filming in the sun
0: and then uh attaching a monitor perhaps maybe that's going too far
2: <laughs> uh, i've done that actually once before so i can tell you in my in my short film that i made for 48 hours my first uh sort of 48 hours entry on a phone entirely, I wanted to film inside a bucket, a bucket of water. <laughs> so what I did was is I put my phone in a waterproof case at the bottom of the bucket. I had to tape it down so it wouldn't float away. And then I had, but I had it wisely send a signal, the video signal to my computer mm. so I could see what it is I was seeing. So yeah, you can, and you don't have to do it wisely. You can actually just plug your phone in, but obviously in that scenario I couldn't, but you could just send the signal to your computer. So you, yeah, you can have a separate uh, monitor.
1: Wow. That's fascinating. What's the name of your film?
2: That that one was called Karma. Uh, it was in 2000 and what was that? 14, I think 15, 15 maybe.
0: Okay. So you have a, a smart um, mic hooked in. Now that is, um, that's a lavalier mic, right? That's a clip on Mm -hmm. mic. Now, are there Mm -hmm. other kind of mics available for this? Now it has to have the special pin, right? The three pin adapter.
2: Yeah, it does. But you You can always adapt any microphone to have that three-pin. Okay. So I have a boom microphone that I've adapted to uh, have that three-pin. So it basically has the XLR input into a stereo input into a a three-pin stereo input. So it's a bit of a roundabout way to do it. But also if you have like a Sennheiser wireless lapel set um, that plugs in into that stereo jack on a DSLR, because that's what I used back when I was using DSLR, um, you can actually get an attachment, which is called... I think it's an SC7 a Rode SC7 so it's TRS to TRRS that's what it's called adapter so you can adapt a, uh, a microphone to fit your phone if you already have microphones you know available to you but the other option is there's plenty of other like this Rode video micro or well, no video mic me is the one that's designed for phones so that's like a mini boom uh, for your phone as well So you don't have to just have the uh, lapel. You can have like a little boom microphone as well. And currently, sometimes what I use is, uh, I've got the old Rode video mic, I think it's called. It's in like that red rye coat kind of uh, housing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it stops it from shaking. And I just adapted that with that Rode SC7 adapter into my phone so I can use that
1: can you promote your website what is your website oh
2: yep, my website is a uh, getaheadmedia.com really simple hopefully I said it right I have a bit of a mumbly kind of accent because I'm Australian but um, getaheadmedia.com is my website and same on all the socials you can find me basically if I find, uh, searching getaheadmedia on Instagram Twitter or Facebook that's what I'm under
1: What kind of um, information can people get from the website?
2: Um, So on the website, there's a few guides there. There's actually um, a 10-step guide to creating professional videos, whether you're on iPhone or Android. There's a guide for each. Uh, There's also a guide on uh, five things to do before you actually pick up your camera. So it's not just a case of, you know, grab my camera, open up the app and press the big red button. Uh, There's a few things you sort of need to think about in order for your video to be successful. And uh, then for those, of them, for those of you out there who are making videos for more of a business capacity, there's um, how to create a video that's engaging from an online social media perspective. So the five key elements that you need to include in your video, there's a couple of guides there. And then on my YouTube channel, tons of resources, guys. There's, you know, best apps to use, editing apps, uh, how to structure videos, how to get started, like everything you can think of is on my YouTube channel as well.
0: Fran Jago of Get Ahead Media. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Oh, you're very welcome, boys.
0: Thanks so much. Well, that's our show for today. Coming up next week, we have Joshua Friedman. He's a production assistant. Well, he was on shows like Law & Order and movies like Adjustment Bureau. And he has a book called Getting It Done. And he also has a new app coming out that is going to revolutionize finding crew in your local area so be sure to tune in on our next episode you can tweet us at Borges Film or email info at Borges we're also on iTunes be sure to subscribe and uh, give us a star rating and we're on Podbean so you
1: can search us there get real indie film cast and there's no calories on the Podbean <laughs> there are no calories Uh, You know, and I like my pod bean with cream and sugar, so. (laughs) Okay.
0: The Get Real Indie Filmcast is a production of Borges Networks 2018.